I think I've been on there we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Top of the Table. Brian Bentley along with Chris Ballard in Connecticut, Hank Alexander in Boston, Hank feeling a little under the weather. I join you here from Dallas. Uh, Chris is under the weather, but the snow, how is everything going up there since Hurricane Sandy? Uh, I got my power back last Friday. I was without power for just over um, four days, I think. Uh, which was, you know, a pain, but I guess it's much better than it could have been. Um, but the snow yesterday was awkward. It's actually gone now. It snowed for about six or seven hours here. I've got about six inches. You can make your own joke. Although Mark's not no. here, is he? So I can't. I know. That's always yeah. disappointing. Um, but it's melted now, so it's pretty okay. Yeah, we got a ton of rain here, too. It's all gone. All the snow. Yeah, yeah it was 75 here today, and... Gorgeous. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I'm joining you from Dallas. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Mark, who normally joins us from L.A., is working. He's on X Factor, so he's not here tonight. Sarah is on assignment. Actually, she is supposed to be calling in. So she's Yeah, question from the uh, chat room. What, what, and I have to agree, what is with the uh, facial hair, Brian? You it's the Casey Kelly, Alexi Lalas. You going a little Movember is, on us? Uh, yes. Uh, I have to work tomorrow, and I my kids have been sick all week, and I haven't shaved uh, in probably two weeks. And I had I thought, well, tonight I can be silly. I'm sporting the Fu Manchu for November, and I have I'm unshaven everywhere else for Brovember. So it works nice. out. I did. This, I have to work that. tomorrow, so this will be gone. You know. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. So does this, this you does this require? No, for it's work. like wife repellent, really. Yeah, it works. It's uh, it's working for me, man. I'm I'm repelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what do we got going on? I got a lot of upsets so far. Yeah, playoffs, huh? uh, my my prediction of a uh, fire um, San Jose final has been out the window. Everyone's yeah. anticipation of a Sporting Kansas City and San Jose final has been shut out the window. You know, I thought San, I thought. Uh, San Jose had kind of been sputtering towards the end. I wasn't sure how far they would actually go, but Kansas City was a shock to me. It really was a shock. I um, I was completely blown away by how well Houston came out of the tank in that first game. Uh, they were easily the better team over the two legs. I don't think absolutely KC really got into it until they scored their first goal yesterday. Right, and and it was from Sandovic, who his first goal all year. For, you know, from a defender. Yep. Yeah, left back. Can, is it Seth is it Snowbank. safe to say? Um, is it safe to say for Sporting Kansas City that they have had scoring chances all year and they have not been able to hit the broadside of a barn with an elephant? They yeah. don't really have a clinical striker. I mean, Kamara scored a few. Sapong scored a few. I think Kamara was Wasn't Kamara doing really? He was really hot early in the season. Yeah, and then yeah. then it's kind of like he's been trying to compensate. For not scoring ever since, and you know, maybe one more pass, one more pass in the box, set up somebody. I don't know. It seems like everybody's taking shots. He's nobody... never really been a super prolific guy, though, has he? Yeah, he knocked around MLS clubs for a while before he settled in KC. But I think he was a Houston for a while, and he, he never really was a Houston. I forget. Yes. Um, but he was never somebody who was going to put in 20 goals a season. He was maybe 10, you know, maybe a dozen at the outside. And I think that's what Casey have lacked because with Stepong and Bunbury supporting him, that looks quite a good rotation to have. But Bunbury went down mid-season with a cruciate ligament, I think it was, or a knee injury anyway, and he hasn't been seen since. And they haven't had anyone to replace him. Um, they had Omar Bravo last year, who was about as effective as, well, Leon of Pahoy. Um, so they, they, I think they need a striker. Yeah, Kai Kamara leads the league in 100 with 134 shots. Uh, yes, I, I heard that stat the other day. That was incredible. Well, I know the the ball that he put uh, late in the game up to Sapong was a phenomenal curling ball that uh, Tally Hall had to come out and play uh, that Sapong put right over the bar. I mean, that was a was one of those like, where's it going? And it's incredible uh, the incredible spin on that um, to bring it back and put it right in the right place. But then you look at, you know, he had tried to attempt a bicycle there in the last minute, and he was and he was yeah. poorly positioned, trying to draw a penalty. And Sarah, Sarah had sent me a text that said uh, um, they were cheated out of a penalty, and I said my response was that the official last night was extremely, extremely consistent. 
He really yeah. let him play. He really yeah. let him play, and there was no if he you know, if he blew the whistle, it was because he needed to be, and if there was a card, it was because he needed to be, not because he wanted to be on TV. He definitely let a lot go. It was a little maybe too too much let go in my opinion, but I don't know. I think in the long term, long run, it was. Um, it, you're right. It was fair it, it, to both sides. I always think if you have fans saying they would cheat out of a penalty, what they're really saying is, "Well, we didn't create enough chances." Around. Well, and that was the <laughs> response that I gave her. I said, "Well, it's not like Sporting Kansas City didn't have enough chances." Yeah, and really, the game, the, the tie was lost in the first game, right? Because they were useless in Houston. And Houston, you know, with a pretty. Oh yeah, they get run yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought Houston. I, mean, I, I don't like Houston. I find Houston the most forgettable team in the league, which is incredible considering how many New England games I've seen. Um, but sorry, Hank. But you know, I've, I've just never liked them. But they are very effective, and you can't argue with their record in the playoffs. Um, well, what Don Kinnear's done there since they got moved, it's been pretty incredible. I think they must have the best record in the league. No, I think I read a stat. This is their seventh year in Houston. This is their fifth year in the postseason. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And they've won twice. You know, they won, I think, 04 and 05, or 05 and 06, I forget exactly. But they won successive years, and they got to the final last year. And even last year, they won high in standing. Six and seven. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's difficult to kind of back against them. With, with It seems to get them up to the playoffs. So, so this changes things now. Uh, does the Eastern Conference now go through Red Bull Arena? Well, yeah, yeah. because um, New York and DC are, are, are the highest two seeds left in the in the tournament or in, right. the, in the competition. So, um, assuming one of those two gets to MLS Cup final, then it's going to be on the East Coast. I I would quite like it to be in Red Bull Arena just so that I can go. Um, that's selfish. And it's almost as though it's opening up for the MLS Dream Final of LA and New York, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and that's something I don't want to see. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, Seattle uh, wakes up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really see. I mean, Salt Lake. If they can get it together, we'll see what happens later tonight. But if Salt Lake can get it together, um, will they have enough to uh, to take out LA? I mean, either one of those two those teams can take out LA. When they're on their game. Yeah, it's, mind you, I thought San Jose could take out LA. I mean, they got the perfect result in LA by sneaking a win. Um, yeah. But they defended horribly. Well, they also they. lost Bernardes, you know, eight, min- eight minutes they did, into the game. Really early. But he in. also picked up a yeah. stupid yellow card six minutes into the game. So I, I have a feeling that he, he probably would have been rather useless or would have picked up that second yellow at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't he. Doubtful before the game, wasn't he carrying yeah, something? Yeah, he was so, having right, a right knee issue. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes I think that coaches risk too much by putting these players in. Um, and I don't think it's very helpful for the guy who's backing him up if he's basically being told, this guy's a crock, but we still like yeah. him better than you. Um, and I think Ike Opara came in, um, and he hadn't really warmed up because he had been sitting on the bench for 10 minutes. Ike Opara was horrible. And first goal... Yeah, but the first goal that LA scored went right through Opara. He stood off yeah, Keane. He was off all. Yeah, Ke- Keane had no right to score from there. But it was a he hell had a shot. shot. It was a good shot, but he should never have been allowed to get the shot in. No, um, Opara should have been on off him. Said, hey, severely. boy, that guy looks familiar. Um, didn't he play for some team in England? I don't yeah. know. But he's wearing a white shirt. I'll <laughs> just come on through. It's fine. Yeah, here, take a shot. I bet you can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like in basketball but where no, you can I, turn to a center from 25 feet out and say, I'll give you that shot. I mean, you, do, you don't want to give Robbie Keane any shot. And the second goal that he scored was just a phenomenal uh, a phenomenal setup by Landon Donovan, and Keane, and Keane yeah. made the perfect run. I hate his stupid goal celebration, though. God, I hate that. That's not even, it's not even a good cut. If it was a good cut wheel where you no, like hold up the 9.5s, it would be okay, but it's 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 like a it's, it's, it's like, like a fat kid doing it in gym class. It's like watching Chris Ballard do a cartwheel. Wow. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't make it, believe me. I, no, I wouldn't either. But I, you know, <laughs> back to the whole going through the East thing with um, uh, you know, the Houston is hosting a game what Sunday, right? They're ho- the is that first leg? Yes. Yeah, they'll so, host the first leg. Yeah. Um, but. Yes. Okay. So you have to go play down in BBVA on a weekend 
after going through all this mess up here, and then uh, you go. I think that's a disadvantage. And it's supposed to be in I the think, high seventies, close to yeah, eighty. Yeah, I think it's a disadvantage uh, to the, the the road team there. Um, you know, they're they're the team that should be hosting it. I think the first leg. I don't see any advantage for the second leg. I really it, don't. It seems to, it seems to be like conventional wisdom, you know, acquired from Europe that playing at home in the second leg is an advantage. But if you're three 0 down, by the time you come home, it's you know an advantage. Same thing with. What happened with KC? If if Houston get a two 0 result against DC or New York or whoever it happened to be, then you'll have to fancy them for the second leg, even if they are playing someone like a team with Henri and who who can score plenty of goals, simply because they have something to hold on to, and that's what Houston have done in the playoffs for years. Yeah, it should it should be and where it should be where the it should be where the home team gets to set up game one. You know what? You're gonna come into our place and you're gonna get. You're gonna walk out with a you know a two nothing or three one or you know you're gonna leave first game so now you've got to go home and fix it at your place that's the what the underdog and the lower seed should do in my opinion. Well, I also think that the weekday game is a disadvantage um, and because I don't think you're gonna get the fan support that you would get on a weekend and uh, I think that goes well, a long way. Well, then you just way, cancel it play it the next day. Oh, wait. well, you play it on the week. <laughs> Right, right. So I don't know. I think they, I think they screwed it up. If you're going to give the home field advantage to, at the second leg, so to speak, then that that should also get the the home crowd advantage and have it on the weekend. That's my opinion. I mean, I I would prefer, and I don't think they're going to do this for a while, but I would prefer to make them all one-leg events. Yeah. So see, if you finish above somebody in the in the regular season, then you get to play at home. <laughs> We'd be having the final this week. And for those of you waiting for a third leg joke, Mark is not with us this week. So, um, well, let's. But the innuendo has been implied. Yes. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Red Bull and DC while we're here. Uh, and Hank's got it on there in his uh, in his panic room. Um, yep. Oh no, you're not in the panic room. You're in, the, you're in your home office. Uh, first game, horrible one. Own goal scored by each goalie. Uh, yeah. One. I think uh, didn't Bill. Well, first of all, it's Roy Miller. It's Roy was, Miller, who's good for at least one end goal every week. But didn't Bill, Bill and me yep. just basically carry the ball over the line? Yeah. Yeah, he fell down and said, "Oh." <laughs> oh okay. wait. Yeah, that's behind the line. Oops. Yeah. Bad and, news. Bad news. And then uh, Red Bull got a legitimate second goal. And and then yep. uh, we moved to to last night's proceedings. Uh, with the fabled orange ball making an appearance, um, should should the game yeah, again? Mark not joining us this week. Um, should the game have even gotten to that point, given the hurricane, given the day's warnings of snowfall coming? No, it should never have gotten to that point. No, I mean I think if you have the snow being predicted, then. You should do what you can to make sure it's playable before everyone travels from D.C. on the coach and all 700 D.C. fans come up. I mean, it, it doesn't bother me so much about the team because they probably would have traveled in relative comfort, plus they're getting paid to do it. I just feel bad for the D.C. fans who've taken time off work, possibly unpaid to go up, and then have to show up today not having seen any football. Right. But also, knowing that the weather was coming, Red Bull Arena was very poorly prepared. And also after they had every John Barber out there with a freaking snow shovel. That well, the pitch crazy. seemed to be the actual pitch seemed to be okay. Um, it wasn't frozen. It just I was reading some tweets this morning and they were saying that they had tarpaulin on the pitch, but yeah. took it off three hours before the game, and then were surprised when snow landed on the field, as if there was some kind of invisible oh. Red Bull force field around. Um, I mean, if, if the snow's falling faster, then you can you can take it off. You're going to have a problem. But that being said, if you have a game being played, often the snow doesn't settle so much because you have guys running over it. But, but um, And I'm, I'm a big fan of watching football in the snow. When I was a kid, I used to love it when there were snow, you know, games played in the snow. I don't think inclement weather should be a reason not to play the game. It doesn't seem like it was going to be dangerous for the players, despite what Hans Well, Parker I can tell you believe. that uh, the orange ball has made an appearance two other times, one of which was here in Dallas in a game versus Columbus where there was a foot of snow on the sidelines. Yes. Dallas. 
Yes. Well, I need to look up my weather narratives because I was pretty sure I'd never seen it does. A uh, note from the chat room. They said in the pregame that the DC fans took a bus home and arrived at 6.30 in the morning. Many fans took a bus back yeah. a few hours later back to DC. And kudos to DC for paying for the buses and letting in the guys in for free. And on top free of that, tickets. after the game last night, all the DC uh, staff, players, team, went up into the stands yes. to personally greet every single one of the uh, supporters that was there. And that was a major, major yeah. class move by that organization. Super. Yeah, they do seem to be pretty classy. I don't know how much of that is the front office or how much of it is the, the management and the players. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, it's good no matter who it comes from. Um, I think it's good. I think the guy's name is Kevin Payne, is it, in charge of DC? Yeah. Um, he seems to be pretty keyed into what fans want and will tolerate. I mean, it wasn't DC's fault the game was called off. They wanted to play. Well, he, uh, it's what he would want as well, you know, as a right. fan. Yeah. yeah. He understands that. And, I, you know, I'd love to see that, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the front office get too caught up in the business and uh, they get, you know, oh, we got to get your interviews done, get your interviews done, and then get, go home and get out of here. It's like, wait, no. Guys, they're... Your your paying customers are here. They're right there. Those are the yeah. people that are going to pay. Um, these are the guys that are keeping you, uh, you know, Spending employed. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous sometimes. How, how, so yeah. Hank, you've got the game on there. Give us an update yep. on uh, DC New York right now as it stands, please. Well, it's halftime, zero zero, uh, and it's you know New York has had a couple of very good chances early on. D.C. Uh, is doing a much better job controlling the ball, and New York is attacking on the counter. Um, you know, Rafa Marquez is still in the game, surprisingly. It's, uh, But it's still, you know, first half, it, you know, we're about to kick off the second half here. And it's, what are the, uh, it's looking what are the field okay. conditions like? Field conditions are green. And, it looks uh, great from what I saw. I watched it before I came Hans on. Hans Baca is dry. Ben Olsen is cold. And uh, Kenny Cooper and Joel Pair appear to be taking the kickoff. That seems kind of strange. I thought it was funny that the only guy who wanted it delayed, and, and as Nick said in the chat room, was Hans Bucker, the Scandinavian. Yep. It seemed like, um, although I would add a rejoinder to that, in that apparently a story came out today from Brian Lewis in the NY Post, or I forget which it was, uh, but he was saying that New York wrote to MLS on Tuesday trying to get the game postponed. And right. they said no. So I think I was with a lot of people having a go at New York last night saying, you're a bunch of you know, idiots. But then but, there's also you know, stuff on Twitter, because everything you read on Twitter is true, that uh, yes. NBC was, wasn't willing to budge as well. But then just as soon as that game was suspended, they immediately picked up the Houston feed. Which yeah, was awesome. So, Very class again. But you know, look at Don Garber's got a letter out on MLSsoccer.com about uh, his apology saying that uh, based on the weather forecasts earlier in the day, we believed that we could still play the game. Every other weather forecast in the country was saying that New York was going to get hammered. I don't know. Yeah. But they said maybe it's going to go out to sea or whatever, but, you know, and it maybe won't be so bad. You know, and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll start the game and then deem it unplayable, but they didn't even get to that point last night, and that's that's the real pathetic thing. If They, um, they should have at least tried to get it going. Well, and it would have been an instant classic, wouldn't yeah. it? It would have been. Playing in the snow. And you can imagine all the DC fans and the, the 17 New York people who did manage to get out. Yeah. You know, it would have been like it would have been like a Woodstock moment. In I 10 years' there. time, there'd be 20,000 people who swear blind that they were there. And only 50 made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty I'd sure be. our good friend Mark Fishkin was there at the game as well. And he had... He uh, he, he actually... He was home. home. He, didn't, he didn't make it. He's there tonight. But he... Uh, kind of a protest. You know, he had been... Uh, and a lot of his friends and family had been battered by um by sam and uh he just thought it was too much a, too much it was kind of a unique uh scenario for mark not to that was exactly game. what what uh, where i was going with all all of the uh transportation and and public transportation and uh, metro issues there from sandy it was kind of like expecting these people to come out to a game and then on top of that having poor weather being announced by everybody except for the one service that Don Garber uses just just seemed <laughs> to be very poor decision making all around by MLS. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know if they perhaps should have, and it's all way of saying this now in hindsight, but whether they should have shifted the home 
game to PPL Park on Saturday and just kept RFK for yesterday. Um, but of course, if you'd done that, there would have been people complaining about that. Can I just mention Eric Wijnaldum, the douchebag? I'm sorry. Yes, please do. I don't know if he watches, but I bet he doesn't. Um, but apparently, well, I saw on Twitter someone retweeted him into my timeline, which is another story. Um, but he was complaining about the uh, the attendance in New York tonight, saying that the Cosmos are going to get more when they come into NASL. Oh, of course. Which is a, a typically classy Ronaldo move, um, right. given that a lot of the New York, New Jersey area still doesn't have power, from what I understand. Right. He probably um, didn't realize there was a hurricane. It took him a freaking week to read that article about Landon Donovan. And I don't think he understood half the words. Yeah, I mean, I have him blocked. It only happened to be retweeted into my timeline, um, which, like I said, I could have done without. But um, I don't know if he quite understands how football works and how, you know, football is important to a lot of us and we, you know, it gives us a lot of fun. But if you can't see and you're cold, you're not going to break your breath trying to get to Red Bull right. Arena. Right. And, um, and if you do, I would think probably less. And, you, and even if you are fortunate <laughs> to have... Uh have power and some sort of a way to, to get somewhere. There's still long lines for gas. There's still there's still problems with the roadways there. And and I even I say even expecting people to show up and carry and even still having the game I think is a little short sighted, misguided on MLS's part. Yeah, I mean in in optimum conditions, getting to Red Bull Arena for eight o'clock on a weeknight is tricky. Right. It is depending on you know I mean I I work in New Rochelle which is about 45 miles, I think, from, from Harrison. And I've not made it in time for the kickoff before, leaving at five. Um, and yesterday, the traffic was a mess because of the snow coming down. They hadn't they hadn't salted the roads. I left the office at 3.30, didn't get home until 7. Um, exactly. That was not a sound effect. Yeah, she, no, she doesn't approve of that either. Um, so, Bad touch. She normally <laughs> quite likes it, but... Uh, she likes it when I stroke her. Hey, uh, speaking of bad touch, Sarah's on assignment tonight, and she should be uh, she should be calling in <laughs> to join us. I'm not going to hold my breath and make any guarantees, but there you go. We'll see. Um, let's move over to the other uh, other playoff uh, playoffs in the West. Uh, let's start with uh, Seattle and RSL with a 0-0 yeah. deadlock. You know, just nothing going on there, right? I mean, Romano made an excellent... Excellent save. I thought as nil-nil draws go, it was quite entertaining. Yes. It was yeah, very it was, entertaining. It was I mean, good. it was a better game than the the LA San Jose game was, and that finished one nil. So <laughs> Omar Gonzalez, super jump on the wall. Uh-oh, there. Omar Gonzalez. Uh oh. But that was so funny because you know I heard somebody talking about it. I think it was Luke Lore, um, on uh, MLS Reserves on his podcast, and he was saying something about when somebody lines up from. 25 yards away to take a running start at a free kick, you can pretty much guarantee it's not going to be a finesse shot right. in the air. <laughs> yeah, actually, me and me and Mr. Bornstein spoke about this in around the league the other day. It's not possible to hit it <laughs> rising and still keep it within you know Earth orbit. It's always it's always going to go low, right. um, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't understand. The whole point of a wall is to limit the area of the goal into which somebody can put it. Now, normally a curl can get around it in some ways, but the idea is the goalkeeper covers the rest of the goal. Um, but Bernardo isn't exactly known for his finesse at free kicks, is he? So you yeah. know he's going to hammer it. And I know Saunders probably could have done a little bit better, but I don't think he expected it to come underneath the wall. Right. And he, but he should have saved it anyway. He should have saved it. Let's stick to uh, RSL uh, Seattle here. That's all right. Uh, Ramondo certainly keeping RSL in business, and I do know uh, during the broadcast the other night they just kept saying in the second half, "Is this the end of the RSL dynasty and the roster as we know it?" Um, semi alluding to the the slower play of the of the back line. Was that an ESPN broadcast? Was yes. That, yeah. Okay. No. So. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was an NBC. Because right, it well, wasn't Arlo, Taylor, it was the other uh, other British broadcaster. Because he kept it was this, no, they picked up the Seattle feed. Oh, they picked up because he kept right. saying but dynasty. You know what? They picked, exactly. They uh, yeah, that's been a topic right on uh, out of all the pundits. It's kind of been regurgitated, and uh, so we should just continue to regurgitate it because we're you know pundit wannabes. Um, the the thing that's going on there with 
uh, you know, Morales, Beckerman, Sabario, uh, Romando, all the guys really. Um, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of talent on that roster. If you don't make Champions League, are you going to be able to? Uh, nice sliding block there from Jankovic to deny Kenny Cooper. By the way, um, but anyway, if you don't make Champions League, are you going to be able to afford to keep these guys on? And uh, a lot of these guys might go elsewhere. Savario? I mean, me? I don't know, honestly, how much of a draw CONCACAF Champions League is to players. I mean, I, I haven't really asked them, so I, I can't really say. But it's not like it brings a huge amount of money into the club. So I don't think being in Champions League means that they can give massive salaries. I think in recent years, most of the time, it's a disadvantage for teams because they've got an extra, well, they've got at least an extra six games right. to play. Right. Uh, and they're usually midweek games, and they have to travel sometimes you know, to Panama or wherever it might be, which can be fun. Um, and it was only thanks to RSL it seems really started taking it seriously, I think. I agree. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really know if not being in the Champions League is going to be a problem for them. Um, they do have, they do seem to have a pretty good revolving door of good players coming in and out because I thought Real Salt Lake would struggle to make the playoffs this year. I honestly, I think I predicted them to finish fifth in the West. Um, which I know this is why I'm a pundit and not actually somebody who knows anything. Um, but you know that they do seem to have young players coming through. I mean, what happened to you know Jesus Gill and and Sebastian Velasquez who scored in the first week of the season? I mean, right. I'm, I'm sure they're they're still floating around somewhere. I it's think the way there. yeah the way RSL play and the way Jason Christ has that club set up is that it's not a team of stars. So it's easier to bring new blood in. You know, if Saborio leaves or if um, Espindola leaves, I don't know how likely that is, but I think they would be, be better equipped than other teams to replace right. them. More movable um, parts. Absolutely. Yeah. And they are a really fun team to watch. I mean, they play the ball really well. I mean, I think Espindola especially tends to go down a little bit dramatically sometimes, but... I've always quite liked watching Salt Lake because they they tend to pass the ball around very well. Yeah, I, I got to say that uh, even even with a healthy Eddie Johnson, um, I, I'm very likely to give this to uh, RSL on a one nothing tonight. Yeah, I I would agree. I think it's uh it's gonna go. Dep- you know, if they can get know, going. Gisper has been so great this year, though. He really has He's had been a GAA under one, under under point eight. Yeah, he missed a lot of the season Such too. Such an American thing to what? say, Brian. <laughs> GAA goals. Is it goals stats. against average? How about the stats? God, in England, we never knew what that was. Goals well, against we, average. We were just saying, yeah, yeah, that dude. How about, tonight, tonight, how about when you watch the game tonight? You pick out a stat that you think will be useful for the next time we do this show, and three people watch. How many pink boots? We're going to Dude, see stats aren't useful at all. I, I I have a thing against stats in football. I was and this is a tangent for which I apologise. Except that this is what we always right. do on this show. Um, the Celtic Barcelona game yesterday, when Celtic managed to win two one, they had less than twenty percent possession. And it's always incredible to me that Barcelona fans and Arsenal fans, to a lesser extent, will always crow about how much possession their team has. But possession is zero tenths of the score. It doesn't matter how much possession you have if you can't score. Um, and I think it's... I blame Opta for making us all become stat whores. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I don't need to know that... Um, I don't know, Timo Taino completed 74% of his passes in the center circle on a Tuesday night. I don't care. It doesn't have any bearing but you on have the to have, But you have I to have that catchy little one-word button at the end of every stat, though, like Opta does. Well, yeah, but I mean, they seem to do very well because they're obviously they're making money out doing it, and I wish I thought of it first, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. You, that's um, the true reason you have such a problem with it. I had the, I was I remember counting, uh, you know, bad touches on uh, <laughs> between Chris Tierney and Amici Igwe. Wow, did you run out uh, of Facebook? Way back when, before Optics <laughs> even around, back it's, when they were still in the, yeah, the minors. I mean, Basically, the only stat that counts is how many goals you score. Now, I think, again, what we said earlier about fans who claim that they should have had a penalty are really hiding the fact that they didn't score. Right. If you start delving it, well, we did have 17 corners to their three. It but saying, you still oh, had you still had one goal to their two. Yeah, yeah exactly. You still couldn't um, score. Well, I, I think that I think tonight, uh, 
tonight's game, RSL, uh, Seattle, RSL is going to have their home crowd that they always do there at Rio Tinto. Um, I tend to think that Jason Christ has made the adjustments from the first game, uh, and there won't be as many shots given up. I mean, Nick Romando had to make some saves uh, in the in the first leg to really kind of keep them in this position. So I would suspect that Christ is is hopefully going to make those adjustments, and it's not going to be the Nick Romando show. Can I just say that I don't think Romando is that good of a goalkeeper? You can. He's got great reaction time. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I don't think he's as good as people like to make out. I think, I don't want to say his height counts against him, but he punches way too many balls. Where's Mark when you right. need him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's um, when you're... And I, and I, that's the problem I have with goalkeepers in general. I think they should be catching the ball, but he does seem to come out and flail at a lot of corners and um, you know set pieces especially, which I don't think helps. His reactions are great, but I think often his reactions just have to be good because he's in the wrong position. Um, I and, I, I, and I think the best goalkeepers in the league are, are the ones who don't do anything flashy because they're already there before there's danger. Um, I, you know, I think you mentioned earlier, um, I think it was you, Brian, who mentioned the, the cross that Kamara put in that Tally Hall came out and claimed. Mm-hmm. Well, if you come out and claim a cross, then you're not going to make any saves. And that's not, again, going back to the stats, it's not going to come up as a, as a shot you've saved. Right. Because you've prevented the shot from being Well, and happening. that happened last night in so, the uh, in the L.A. San Jose game we're going to get to in a second, is Josh Saunders came out to play a ball uh, all the way out to the top of the box, and it rebounded off Stephen Leonard and went and ricocheted back towards the goal and was just off to the left. I mean, that's one of those things where, yeah. where you know, you yeah. come out to what you think is the right play could be just as equally dangerous, and it's a ping-pong goal. I think, but wasn't he sold short a little bit by the back pass in that in that figure? I can't even. I think it was a back pass to him. There was right. a back pass, and, and it, it was it was sold short. But yeah, and and sometimes I think if he was to just slide it out for the throw-in, people would look at him crazy as if why are you doing that? But it could easily have been a goal, like you say. And I've seen goals where goalkeepers have just hit it against somebody and it's kind of hit someone's backside right. and gone in, which is very entertaining right. if it's your team. So. So let's right, get your right. thoughts, your your uh, predictions on tonight's score, uh, RSL Seattle. Um, I think Real are probably going to win two two one. I would be surprised if they go two 0 up and Seattle get a late goal, just to make it interesting. Um, is that actually on national television anywhere? It's not, is it? I believe it is. I think it's. Oh, uh, is it? Let me just take a quick look. It's, I, think I think it's, it's on. on uh, it's on this channel right after this. So. Yeah. It's, oh, good. Because I I read the other day that when. Initially, the KC-Houston game and this game weren't going to be on national television. So I don't know if they've changed that. You know. Yeah, NBC Sports Network at 10. Excellent. Oh, good, so. because I like MLS Live, but it's like five years right. behind. Yeah. And if you're like me, you watch on Twitter. You know there's a goal before you even see I it. Think, I think on uh, MLS Live, there's still the Dallas burn. <laughs> oh, Marquez with a flying Superman fist into the face of Pontius. What? Is he gone? Oh, my gosh. It's like he's going up for the ball and puts his head straight up in a fist and bashes Pontius in the face. Penalty? No, no. foul. Well, we'll see. If, I don't know if there was a foul called or not. We'll see. It's outside the box. by It's a good 25 yards from goal. We'll see. Looks head. like he's reaching. Wow. Marquez is such a liability. I mean, regardless of whether he gets sent off or not. Yep. You know, it's bad when New York fans are saying, Marquez is a doubt. Please, please, Marquez. And this pisses me off because now Pontius, because he's gotten the attention, has to come off the field. Another man down in a free kick situation. They should really be bringing up the other guy Mm -hmm. as well. They really should be. Or at least, I guess that's the case. You know, hey, the guy fouled. If you don't know who it is, pick somebody. But I think part of the reason for that is that people were making stuff up there saying, oh, yeah, I'm injured, I'm injured, wasting some time, and then jumping up. So I can kind of see why they said you have to leave the pitch. Um, I guess it's all about how, how yeah. lenient authorities are on diving. I mean, I, I, I'm still in favor of like a disciplinary committee looking at every single event and saying, even if you do a little dive, well, we're going to start you- handing out discipline. If you receive attention on the field, I think it's right that you should come off. But I think if that's the case, then the person that 
you know, committed the foul should come off as well. But, you know, if this guy's diving on the thing, he's going to get up before the people are called on the field. Well, not always. And, and the thing about what you're suggesting is what happens if you're one goal up, it was four minutes to play, and the opponent's leading striker happens to brush past you? What's to stop you from clutching your knee, getting your own guys on, and taking the, their main striker off? Right. The rest of the, you know. Yeah, I mean, as always, people are sneaky. Could be a, a bigger bag you know? of uh, bigger box of worms, can of worms. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's move on to the other uh, other game in the West. Uh, who saw L.A. going into Buckshaw and kicking the dog farts out of the uh, San Jose Earthquakes? Um, I didn't. Definitely didn't call it. I I thought. I thought it might go to um, go to penalty kicks. I did not think it uh, it would go to three three one whatever. Ridiculous. Because, you know the the San Jose we talked about earlier um, losing Bernardes eight minutes in. Icapera coming in as a, a terrible uh, replacement. Um, Landon Donovan with two assists, both just phenomenal. Robbie Keane, uh, two goals, two horrible uh, cartwheels into dive rolls. I will give credit to whoever whoever made the meme today that said uh, that caught Robbie Keane in mid cartwheel and said I think what he's trying to say to San Jose is D's nuts. That's... What a save by him! Oh my yeah. gosh! They were, they were good. I, mean, I actually missed the last half an hour because I fell asleep because uh, it was well, late. Well, Mike, I am not a um, Mike McGee fan, but ugh. that goal, his goal Bradley was Cooper. phenomenal. And the goal that he had um, in the uh, in the game versus Vancouver, phenomenal. He he is. He does seem to pop up in the playoffs. He, doesn't he? Yeah. Is Mr. Wow. November. Um, he's been great. I, you know, and I don't like him. I don't like him either. He just kind of comes out there and he whines a lot. But but I take him on my team. Absolutely. Hamid stoned stoned Dax McCarty. He was point blank. Oh, wow! The awesome. yeah, the uh, uh, note from the chat room: uh, the only fans of Mike McGee are of his cha- are of his lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty um, good. Actually, yeah, Nick did make a good comment about Wando disappearing yes. in the playoffs. At one point yesterday, it was one nil, and the ball broke to him maybe eight yards from goal, maybe even less, and he absolutely welched it over the bar, and you kind of How think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's not the kind of chance you should be missing this 27 goal in the yep. season? Yeah. Um, and if that goes in, I think you well. Obviously, you're looking at an entirely different game. It must have been like five minutes after that that they conceded the second goal, and it's pretty much yep. game over. As, su- as soon as um, Keane uh, had that beautiful second goal, you could just really feel all the air go right out of the stadium. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because you know they have been the best team in the well. You know they won the Sports Shield. They were the best team. Um, yeah. I, part of me thinks that Don Garb was quite relieved they got knocked they out. Have to worry about the buckshot problem. He doesn't have to worry about it being a buckshot. Oh, yeah. It's a conspiracy. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, take into take into consideration the uh, Goonies storyline that they've been playing with all year. That they've been you know they've been scoring late goals coming from behind. Do you think that, in a way, sums up this team the whole season? Is that they had to play from behind and they had, they, you know, they had to get that late goal just to kind of salvage their season, as opposed to coming out and just beating teams over the head and scoring goals? Um, no, I mean, they have come back a lot of times, and and they wouldn't have won the support shield without that ability to to come back in adversity. But I think they came back in like ten games, but they still won. Yeah, 15 other games. It wasn't like they only won when they were behind. Um, and I think it's, it's the mark of a good team when you can go behind and still manage to get a result. But that, but that was the thing um, that people I mean, seem to, to gravitate towards is the storyline with this team is they're being able to survive you know, late game late game uh, issues yeah. and those heroics as opposed to winning you know, the 15 games that they won without having having to come back. Yeah, I think a lot of that is the players seem to buy into the whole Goonies Never Die thing as well. I think it was Alan Gordon who was like, the first guy to mention it on camera. And I think, yeah. oh, yeah, that's great. And I, and I think often as well with Len Hart and Gordon and Wondolowski, you know, before that, they were a bunch of misfits. I mean, you wouldn't have expected Wondolowski to score 60 goals in however many seasons when he scored seven in his first right. five. As a, as a reserve no, for Houston. Think, 
Yeah, I mean, you would never have predicted that. And it's kind of like the little club that could, you know. You never would have been... You know, and last year, they weren't very good at all. Even with Wondolowski scoring, I think he got 20 last year. Yeah, um, close. Yeah, so... You know, I think it, it was it was nice to see them. I think next year they're probably going to struggle to replicate anywhere near the... Absolutely. You think this year's yeah. in the bottom? I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. I think next year, them getting to the playoffs next year would be an achievement, unless they do bring in some players which you wouldn't expect. I mean, like you said, Brian Chavez, he, he did very well for them, but he was useless at Dallas. I know. I mean, he was fast, but, you know, he, he's like a Dominic Aduro Mark II. And he was useless, um, and he was useless here, too. Well, maybe yeah, it's a Yeah, and I think you're going to have to, you know, get somebody. Um, I think Lenhart's going to have to step up huge and and maybe add another dimension to his game if they are going to try and replicate the season. Because Wando cannot have another season like he did this year. There's yeah. no way he's going to replicate I mean, it. I think you know, pretty much every single player in that squad played as well. Uh, penalty could. kick. Red card to Bill Hamid. Yeah. Red card from taking down Kenny Cooper in the last second. And he's last pointing second of the at, game. No, not last second. At, last defender is what I meant to say. Okay. And he's saying uh, he is having a conniption. Uh, Hamid is saying that Cooper dived and. I don't like that rule. This is amazing. He's um, out. How Great long are left in the game? Uh, fit 20 minutes. Oh, they got time to go. I, I don't like it if you can see the penalty. You also get sent off. It seems like a double punishment. I think it was up to me. I would say to the captain of the team, you get to choose a penalty or send the guy off. Well, I don't know if it's if it's a penalty yet. He hasn't. Right. I, don't, I haven't seen him point at his spot. It right. might have been outside the box. Oh, well, regardless, my point remains, even though. No yeah. Um, because I think if you're if you're four nil up with half an hour of play, an extra guard probably isn't going to help you. But if you have an extra man, you're probably better off defending it. He was onside. He was in the box barely, and Cooper definitely dived. <laughs> he dived. Speaking of guys who've done better since they left Dallas. <laughs> oh no, he was good at Dallas, yes. wasn't he? Yeah, he was in pad. Yeah. So what was I even saying? Oh boy! So they're gonna give him a penalty. Oh yeah, I'm in blows. Oh man, good stuff. High drama. Yeah, I I don't think going back to San Jose, I don't think they can have a season where all twenty odd players play as well as they did all season. I can see Gordon getting ten goals again. I can see Lenhart getting what did he get eleven or twelve. So I think they need another striker to take the load off Wondolowski's back because there's no way he's going to get 27 again. Who is Joe Willis? <laughs> Backup goalkeeper. Is he is he a, is he a pool keeper? I don't know. He's He looks like one. He's got the... Does he have a creepy Fu Manchu? <laughs> is his jersey too big for him? He's got, yeah. a, he's got a funky beard going. What does it have on the back of his shirt? A.N. Other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Wow. Oh, Cooper's just standing on the ball. Cooper's taking it. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. You think Henri would take it? Yeah. Well, Cooper has been known to miss these, right? Wasn't he... Uh... Cooper's been known to miss most things. But, yeah, he, I think he's missed it. Henri's missed a couple of penalties, isn't he, since he came? And wasn't um, 10 goals scored in a 10 attempts? That's not right. Maybe for Red Bulls. But I remember him missing a couple of penalty kicks. Didn't he get called back like three times there was that one weird game where he went up to take yeah. it got called again and called again and called again and then they then somebody else right. ended up taking yeah it was for encroachment yeah. wasn't it yeah he missed he missed several with portland as we were yes and so and joe willis has come in out of the game he's standing in there getting ready to take you know his first action is to stop a penalty kick hey the guy can't lose it if he saves it he's a hero if he doesn't save it he's just some guys come up the bench to put the gloves on cooper Where is he? Oh, drilled it. Oh, uh, really? One. Hey, guess what? Yeah, I saw. What's up, man? Hey, man. Hello. Hey, it's it's Mark V is joining us. Hey, what's up, bitches? What's up, dude? 
How are you Pretty guys good. doing? Pretty good. Bill just got sent off. Bill, Bill and me. got sent off? Red card. Why? What do you do? Oh, they're making him take it over. <laughs> you take it over. Unbelievable. Kenny Cooper just put in a penalty kick, and I guess they're making him take it over. Was it meat off the line or something? Or? Hey! Ha! The meat's off the pitch. They brought the, the, the backup dog. Yes, this. I hate New York. I hate DC too, but I hate New York more. So, uh, for those of you that, that missed it, uh, Bill Hamid uh, taking out Kenny Cooper in the box as the last defender. Hamid getting a red card, getting sent off. Cooper getting a penalty. Cooper making the first one, then having to retake it because apparently that is what happens with every Kenny Cooper penalty kick. And the backup, uh, we're assuming MLS pool goalkeeper for DC has saved the second penalty kick. Did Hans Bach's head explode? Uh, or I should say, did Hans Bach's uh, gin blossom explode? Hans Bach's bags are packed. It's ready to. You know, I don't he, think he would save his job even if he won MLS Cup. Oh, he would, he, but then, but then Eric Solar was named GM of the uh, Cosmos today. No, it was no, Eric Stowe, Stowe. Excuse me. Yeah, it was yeah. a different guy. I okay. thought that. It was a different guy. But still. Yeah. Hey, Mark. What do you? Uh, we were talking about your team last, uh, last their performance last night. Oh, he's gonna be smug, isn't he? No, I don't think he's gonna be smug, because he's at work. Uh, are you still there, Mark? We may have lost. Yeah. And that's all from Sarah. And my exactly. What was that? You wanted a, a breakfast jack with fries and a small coke. A large orange drink. Oh, I've just seen what Nick said about my head. Uh, Willis was a 2011 draft pick, as we we're learning here for DC United. Yes. Mark. What? Marquez is off. Unbelievable. Did he get sent off? Yeah. For what? Red card. Being Rafa Marquez. Oh, I really wouldn't watch this game. Let's wrap this exactly. up. Exactly. Let's go ahead and get this wrapped up. <laughs> uh, let's let's. Sarah Wilson's, yeah, Sarah Wilson's on assignment. On assignment. <laughs> uh, if this result sticks, Hank, still zero zero. Red Bull moves through yeah. to take on Houston. Give us your uh, your pick there. They don't well, move through. It was a draw in the first game. Yeah, that's what I say. Game, so it's <laughs> it's going to go to penalty kicks. And uh, then we meet. Built with no Hamid. You got Joe Willis. He's already stopped one. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. This is gonna be awesome. I think it's. Uh, I think it'll end up being DC oh, wow. at this stage. Yeah, so uh, DC Houston, think, give us your pick. DC Houston. Uh, it's gonna be. Um, I'm not gonna go right. against Houston. <laughs> Just gonna say the same thing, especially with what we're talking about with the first Houston. game being in Houston. I don't want it to be Houston, but it's gonna. It's. I think it's. Uh, be I'm gonna go uh, Red Bull tonight. Red Bull over New York. Hans Baca is gonna be uh, the most reluctant uh, MLS Cup winning. Red Bull yeah, over he's, New York. He's, he, <laughs> he, he's the only person rooting against his team. He's gonna be the most reluctant <laughs> MLS Cup champion head coach in history of the league. <laughs> awesome. I would love to see a DC Seattle Ooh. final, Open Cup rematch. That's just because you hate New York and LA. That's true. So uh, yep. so we've already got L.A. through. Who does who does L.A. get? Hank says Seattle. Salt Lake. All right. And Lake. who do you have out of RSL and L.A., uh, Chris? I think it's going to be an L.A. All right. So you've again. got uh, L.A. Houston in the final? L.A. Hank? Houston, yeah. God, it's not like again. Ugh, don't worry. We'll be in L.A. again, won't Mark? you? Is yeah, that any good. better? Sorry. I hook up my hotspot. I'm in the parking lot outside oh, CBS awesome. watching <laughs> a million punters walk out of X Factor. Yeah, oh so you're looking you're looking so, at the uh, at the Grove? Uh no, I'm on the front side along uh along it. Beverly. Um we were we were talking we we're so they called the these are Hollywood people talking about hey. They said he stopped in his in his uh Rafa, Rafa Marquez just sent off with a red card by the way, Mark. Sweet. Uh we we want to get you a couple uh, a quick minute or two with you so these guys can go finish the game and Hank Phil's Hank feels ill, and Chris has a hostage. Uh, Sarah Wilson on assignment. Um, 
Chris, uh, Chris is predicting an L.A. Houston final. Yeah, I think everybody is at this point. Well, everybody but Hank, who's predicting a uh, Seattle DC final. That's what, what I was. Hank, Hank a communist well, or something? What's I up, think, Hank? I think it's going to end up being Seattle, Seattle Houston. Houston. But, but I want. Uh, I'm predicting uh, RSL and New York, and Heinz Baca will be the most reluctant uh, MLS Cup winning head coach in the history of the league. All right, so we should make a note of the ones that we predicted, and then have money on the other ones. Yes. Yes. All right. Exactly. Yeah, on, <laughs> no, it's gonna, I think it's going to come down. I think it's going to come down to Houston and Galaxy. And uh, that concerns me. I don't know how much gas the Galaxy will have left by then. But it well, is Houston it is. have paid the extra game as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. I think they're a younger team by and large also. Yeah. Our legs are old and tired. I just, I just hate Houston. Okay. okay. It's, it's so, easy to. It's easy nothing to. Team. There's nothing about the only good thing about Houston is that Lenhart's not on the team. That's oh, about it. That's true. Although with Houston, hey, it's quite entertaining seeing we, Andre Hayden. Do we all agree that uh, Stephen Leonard's an enormous douche? Yes. Well, he know, is an enormous douche, but he's brilliant. At, at, he's really great great at at being douchey. He's very good at it. And, I mean, in, in the home in the Galaxy home game against uh, the Quakes, in the first interaction between he and Omar Gonzalez, he runs across Omar's body and takes like a retard bitch-esque swing slap at his chest. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't carrying through with his stride. He swung. Yeah. You know, I still think Gonzalez is lucky not to get sent off yesterday because I thought when he got booked for the elbow on Lenhart, I thought yes. he could have gone for that. I thought that was only, only, only that was And Lenhart could have gone for the action as well. That was no worse than the Bernardo's elbow. But they gave, but they gave Bernardo's, they gave Bernardo's card a card well. for that. It, no. needs to be, it needs to be consistent. And they gave Omar a card for it. Yeah, they gave Omar a yellow. They did. Second time. There was one that he missed, I think, but then yep. later on. And, that and wasn't from, really an elbow, though. The yeah. first no, one I, wasn't I, really an elbow. Yeah. The second one. The second one was pretty blatant, and that was the one that Lenhart ended up pushing so, Omar, which she was lucky this and, time. And, and, yeah, and then, but he had gotten a second. Well, so there were three fouls initially. Omar came in on somebody. I think it was Omar. But and regardless, he should have gotten one for that, but he didn't. He got one for the second one. And then when Lenhart came in, pushed him, got a yellow card. You could see Lenhart hoping that Omar was going to get a yellow too, and he was just sitting yeah. there going, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, that's, that's I mean, of... he is an epic douche, Mark. I wouldn't disagree with you, but I think he's so much fun, especially because he's one of those players. And I've said it before: if he's on your team, you idolize him. If you if he's not on your team, right, you hate him. So, Mark, let's. Um, I'm going to give you a minute or two. Yeah, but Chris, your 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 team's not have a shot all year long, so you have to point contention with him. I mean, your your team had no shot with him, so you know you don't have to worry about what he does and how it's going to affect your team. No, but when I can team, admire his, I can admire his genius douchiness. You can admire it. I don't. I don't. I don't understand like I why. But... <laughs> well, I think I think what he's saying is if, if he was a part of the Timbers and his you and his antics were as such, it would it. Would, I it would be, you know, a champion. Inst- you know, he's a champion instigator, and he's just doing his job on the team. Uh, if he plays for anybody else, God, I really hate that guy. So let's, Mark, let's give you a minute or two to talk about the Galaxy's performance last night. Um, well, yeah, like I always said, when he was with uh, Columbus, he and Hesmer together looked like my balls right when I hit hit puberty. So you know, that's how I regard him. <laughs> they orange balls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, We've been waiting all night, Mark. We're uh, we're very quickly going to give you uh, going to give you the floor for two minutes just to talk about last night's game and then uh, your prediction uh, who you think uh, Galaxy are going to take in the next round. We none of us saw the uh, Galaxy going in and just stomping on the necks of uh, San Jose three one last night. Really? How did you not see that? I predict after the way that uh, game one went as tight as it was, I really expected uh, for the uh, for the home crowd to be a factor. I really expected um, I really expected San Jose to take care of business and kind of have that a lot of the Goonies. This is our house attitude, you know, defending their house attitude. Um, and they no, did. I don't think they did. I thought they played very poor defensively. I thought Icapara um, was far too off of. Uh, of Keen for his, Robbie Keane for his first goal. The second goal was beautiful and textbook. 
uh, and the th- the third goal was as well. But I just thought thought Wondolowski disappeared. Um, and, and I, I'm just gonna fill, well, I'm gonna fill you up your two minutes with what I thought about your team. I'm gonna fill up my two minutes with what I thought about your team. Yeah, what I thought was it was a marginally good game. I thought it should have been about ten to one. By the time we were done, we blew a lot of chances. We scuffed a lot of stuff. And uh, you know, I mean, credit San Jose, they fought. They fought to the end. And uh, you know, it was what it was. I mean, I think every Galaxy fan knew deep in their heart this was going to be the outcome. We used to- we we've, we've seen these guys get pissed off about many things, but you know. Losing like they did on last Sunday was something that would just uh, that just controlled them for the next few days. They had to avenge that. There so who no do you think that. Galaxy gets in the in the uh, in the conference finals? I think they get RSL. And and what are your and I, I know you're going to pick Galaxy all the way, but but what are your what do you see going into that series? Uh, how much of an edge do you give the Galaxy? Do you think it's a close matchup? Do you think it's? I give I give the Galaxy a three-two at home, or I'm sorry, a three-one at home. And a one-one draw at uh, Rio Tinto. Wow. Were you su- were you surprised by the uh, Kansas City Houston result last night? No, not at all. Not at all. I didn't get a, I haven't had a chance to watch the game. I expected uh, Houston to go in and just park the bus. Well, and, after the first game, that's exactly what I, I did not. The first game was the real shocker right. for me on that. Really, I I, I just thought Houston. They've got they've got the goonie they've got the goonie charm you know everyone just everyone else just bought into San Jose's I think Houston has that tenacity to not give up and they also have the balls to just try and catch you completely off guard. So the first game didn't surprise me and I just assumed they'd go in last night and just park the bus and just throw up every roadblock they possibly well, can. Well, whenever you whenever you watch the game, uh, the one thing I want you to keep in mind there's two things I want you to keep in mind: the play of Graham Zusi which is phenomenal. I'll go ahead and spoil that for you. And secondly, chances. And you'll know them when you see them. Well, but that's that's been the key in MLS all year. I think year that's been the season. story for for Kansas City all season because they don't have a striker. For a lot of teams all season, they haven't taken advantage of the chances they've had. But most of those teams aren't in the playoffs. I was going to say, you can't say oh, that yeah. about Dallas. Yeah. Um. We'll be speaking about KC not finishing chances right. earlier, won't we? And they, they need a striker who's going to score 15 every season. Hey, uh, Hank, give us a quick update in the game there. Uh, got five minutes left of uh, regular time, and it's back right. and forth. It's a real, real back and forth game. Is um, it still goose eggs? Yep. So then it goes to extra time and then shootout? Yes. Yep. Nice. Two 15-minute periods will be played. Um I don't know. It's it's getting chippy, really chippy. These teams do not like chippy. each other. It's been chippy for about 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 17 years, thereabouts. Um, yeah, these guys don't like each other all right, so at all. It's, it's funny. So we're gonna we're gonna join you guys. Dax McCarty's played for both. We're gonna join you guys midweek next week. Uh, no sense coming in on Sunday with no games to be played. Uh, we've got uh, um, predictions predictions for the finals. Mark has got Houston and L.A. Chris also has Houston and L.A., Hank with Seattle and Houston, and uh, I'm going to buck the trend and go with RSL New York. There you go. So I guess we're going to expect to see our right, DC exactly. final then. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's leave them on a cliffhanger. Let's, uh, let's, let's, since, let's don't give them the, the uh, end of the game here. Let's do the plugs and get out of here. Do it. All right. All right. All right. So- All right, gentlemen. For uh, for a very Thank ill uh, Hank Alexander in Boston, for a mentally ill Chris Ballard in Connecticut. Now, but for, and uh, Mark Via calling us from the parking lot of 
lovely CBS studio in Los Angeles, California. I'm Brian Bentley from Dallas. Sarah Wilson still on assignment, and I'm sure we'll call in as soon as we end the show. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, Jeff Katz, everybody at geekweek.com, for letting us come on. And we thank you for joining us and downloading us. We will see you next week on Top of the Table. Cheers. <laughs> Go. Whoa, hold on. We're back. What? Nick DeLeo. Seriously? Let me get more Saddam thing, will you yep. people? Just scored. 88th minute. He may have been a step offside. Let's see. I think 10 it, just threw it in his pants. But it counted, right? Oh, it's counted. Wow. It's counted. Let's see. Here's the replay. He's on there. He's on. He's on. He's on. He's on. He's on. He's so on. He is so on. Connor Lade held him on. Uh, so you were saying the opposite side of the field. So we. So nice. oh, Robbie Russell with a beautiful layoff. Wow, splits the defenders, comes in from the right side, bam. Huh. Robles could not. Well, get I guess it. I will be awesome. now uh, eliminated, already. <laughs> As uh, all right, DC, DC goes up go. one nothing in the 88th minute. Yeah, 89th. Well, to there we go. 80, yeah, 89th. Sure as literally as I'm putting up the closing show graphic and about to disconnect us, I hear Hank yelling, "Go, go, go!" I'm like, "Oh, that's really funny." And then I could I could see him in my monitor. He was very genuinely cheering. So I, we came back to it. All right, you got the plugs. You got the score. Uh, DC is going to go on to advance to take on Houston. Uh, I guess I guess now we got corner kick. Right will now. be fired tomorrow. Yeah, if yeah. he doesn't he'll quit after the game tonight. He'll, he'll be right. done. Wow. All right, guys. Take care. All right. I'll see you soon. That's it. We'll see, we'll see you guys next week. Top of the table. Bye.